Welcome to Preston's Super Show. News, sports, and a whole lot more. It's the Super Show, baby. Warning. This show contains material that is only suited for patriotic audiences and people who have a backbone. If you like God, guns, and glory, you're listening to the right show. Sit back or carry on and enjoy Preston's Super Show. Welcome to the Super Show, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Preston Olson. Welcome to the Super Show. And we are talking about the three-game NBA slate. A little bit of a chump change NBA slate. And the 10-game NHL slate for tonight. You know, you would think with the scheduling in in the uh, NHL, they would have threw one of these games up at like three or four or earlier, you know. But I, I don't understand that, you know. You know you're going to have 10 games on, and you expect, like, fans to be able to watch the games, but you just, like, slamming them all at the same time. Like, that's just piss-poor scheduling for the NHL. But we're going to start with the NBA, like always. Uh, yesterday was a good day. Both, you know, the locks I gave you uh, for NBA and NHL, those cashed. Um there was some there was some hiccups, but overall we came out in the green, so it was a good day in the NBA. Now we're looking at a three-game slate. We have a little bit we can you know talk about these games a little bit more in depth. Um, and then we got bang out that ten-game NHL slate for everybody. So time of recording, 1:56 p.m. and let's go. We got the Brooklyn Nets versus Dallas Mavericks. Brooklyn is 16 and 7 this season. Dallas is 11 and 11. Um, Brooklyn is 8 and 2 on the road. Dallas is 6 and 5 at home. Dallas is at home for this game. A lot of injuries. Willie Cauley Stein is out. Tim Hardaway Jr. is day to day. Christoph Porzingis is day to day. Luka Doncic is day to day. Sterling Brown's day to day. So they have a lot of guys with just lingering issues. In their last game against the Grizzlies, it kind of showed they lost 97-90. I told you yesterday, um, you know, the Grizzlies looked good. Uh, and they went out and won. <clears throat> so now, um, the Brooklyn Nets get a banged-up Dallas Mavericks team. Um, I think this is a pretty easy spot for the, for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, Kevin Durant and James Harden coming to town uh, with a clean slate on the injury report. They definitely look a lot different without Kyrie Irving. But that's just the, that's just the new Brooklyn Nets for you. Um, the spread's moving around a little bit from minus two to minus one and a half. Uh, I like that minus one and a half. I think that's where you want to play it at on the spread for the Nets. The total, 221 and a half. And Nets favored it on the money line, minus 125. Um, right now you're getting, uh, let's see here. 
Jalen Brunson, the leading scorer for the Dallas Mavericks. I just don't think that's going to cut it. Um, Joe Harris out with the ankle still. That is the one injury for the Nets. They don't have it on ESPN, actually. So, um, for this game specifically, the Nets are in a better spot. Both these teams um, are not like the premier teams in the NBA right now. Like we were all kind of sitting back waiting for Brooklyn to be those guys, and they're just not those guys yet. Dallas, um, you know, they haven't played in three days. Neither is Brooklyn. So this game's definitely going to be one of those where these teams probably want to start start out quick, start out fast. So, you know, the, the total's a good place to be. Um, you're getting two teams that, <clears throat> as far as pace goes, Dallas is, you know, real low team in pace, a real slow team tied for 24th in pace. And uh, the Nets are a pretty good pace team. They're ranked top 10 in pace. So you're getting a good a good uh, spread bet here for the Nets to cover. That would be my pick for this game for you. Be looking at that minus one and a half. Personally, I don't know if I want to take that unless I am able to throw that in a teaser with one or two other things. Um, just by itself. It's not that interesting because it's not a game. Uh, I also like to bet on stuff I'm watching. And this is not a game necessarily I think I'll be watching. I could. But I don't know if I will be actually. So, um, minus one and a half is where you want to be on that game. Brooklyn's a better team right now. Uh, Dallas does all these injuries. It's just, it's a, it's a lot. You know, you're, you're telling me that, you know, it's a battle between Luka Doncic and, and Kevin Durant. But the best player for the Mavericks right now is... Jalen Brunson. So what? What? What is really going on? You know. But uh, this, yeah, this game's definitely going to be. Uh, uh, I, I think it could, you know, go under. But that's always sketchy. Six thirty p.m. Central Time tip off um, is the correct time for Central Time people like me, and seven thirty Eastern Time. You're not going to want to miss this one. I think it's going to be a good game. Um, you know, if uh, the hockey game I'm watching is no good, I'll probably flip over to this. Um, you could live bet it too. I mean, this might be a good live betting spot because of so many people out for the Mavericks. You're trying to, trying to handicap a game with a bunch of injuries. It's really difficult. Um, against the spread, the Nets are 9-14. and 14. The the Mavericks are 9-13. and 13. So Neither of these teams are covering at the spread at a big clip. So I, that's, you know, kind of favors us in a way. Uh, because the Brooklyn Nets are good on the road, 8-2 and two on the road this year. And the Mavericks are, you know, 6-5 and five at home. So they're not even defending the paint really well. But let's look at the la- those last 10 games. Okay, the last 10 games, um, the Nets are 7-3. and three, And the Mavericks are 3-7. and seven. For your Pythagorean wins, your win percentage, uh, the Nets should have 14 wins right now. They have 16. The Mavericks should have 11. Or they should have 10 and they have 11. So these teams are, based on their metrics, doing you know better than uh, where, they, where they should be. Um, even with all the injuries for the Mavericks. So I still like the Nets here. 
Um, and then we'll go ahead and we'll move on to the next game with uh, the Knicks versus uh, San Antonio. All right, moving on to the Knicks versus the San Antonio Spurs. What did I tell you about the Spurs last night? I said they were going to cover. They did. Um, the, a very weird game, too, where, where they started off like, you know, I was paying attention to the game. They, they were close early on. And then in the third quarter, they started falling apart a little bit. Also, fourth quarter came around. You know, they're being coached up. And all of a sudden, they started turning it on. If they would have just been like that in the third quarter, they could have won the game. Um, but, yeah, they did cover, like I said, and on the teaser with the Wizards that I had, they covered plus 11.5 Spurs, plus 9.5 Wizards. So, Spurs on the back-to-back. Knicks on the road. Unhappy Knicks team right now, if you're not. If you're, like, just tuning in to the NBA season. This is an unhappy Knicks team. They're 11-12. and 12. Uh, six and four on, on the road, which is that's good. And then the Spurs are eight and fourteen, four and six at home. You're not gonna get much. You're not gonna get much out of that. <clears throat> Couple games here and there when they have a favorable matchup, you know, I'll take a take a shot like we did last night. It worked out. You're not gonna do that every night. Jericho Sims is out for the Knicks. Their power forward. Spurs. Devin Vassell. Their shooting guards out. Zach Collins. Their center. He's out. Um, Knicks have lost three, no, four out of their last five. They've dropped the Spurs, uh, lost to Phoenix last night. And then before that, they've won four, um, out of their last five. So these are two teams that are going in different directions. Um, we don't know what this next team's going to look like before the trade deadline. There's talks of Julius Randle being traded. Um, he's their best player right now, so they'd have to get something huge. But you could tell there's something going on with this team. Um, the Knicks should have 11 wins based on Pythagorean wins, and they do. Uh, the Spurs should have 11. They have 8. So Spurs are way behind. Way behind. Um, but the Spurs in field goal percentage are tied for fifth in the NBA and the Knicks are tied for, or they are just 24th in the NBA. And that's just because they're taking a lot of shots. The pace, the Spurs have a better pace. They're going to create more shots in this game. Um, and the Knicks are 24th tied for 24th in pace, which is bad. Very bad. Um, it's hard. It, you know, there's so many teams worse than that, you know? So last time these teams played, it was very close. You're not getting a lot of points on the Spurs, but they are at home. They are coming off a close loss. The Knicks, they just played last game three days ago. Uh, they got dropped by Denver. They've been dropped by the Bulls. They've been dropped by Brooklyn all in a row. They did beat an Atlanta team very similar to this Spurs team, but it was close. It was by nine. You're not going to get nine points here because the Spurs should win this game. I'm, I'm just a little bit hesitant to pull trigger on Spurs in this spot. I think that the Knicks on the road uh, are going to play hard for each other. I think the Spurs are going to challenge this next team's a lot uh, challenge this next team a lot in this game 
Um, I think you can credit a couple players on this team for the Spurs for trying to keep the ship afloat. And they showed up in the Phoenix game, weren't able to close it out, but they were able to cover. Great teams cover, folks. Great teams do cover. But DeJounte Murray was a top performer, and we talked about him um, yesterday. He had 17 points, 14 assists, and 6 rebounds and 2 steals. He was playing an amazing game. And that's not all. They have guys pitching in. Doug McDermott catch fire. He got 14 points. Kelton Johnson, 13 points, 6 boards. Being active. Derek White, 12 points. Jacob Poletti, he had 14 points and 11 rebounds. He had a double-double. The guy's a machine. So, no one's going to talk much about the Spurs. Secretly kind of like the Spurs. Um, But in this scenario, I like the over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the over. Um, 2-11. And... Not a lot of people are paying attention to this game. It's a little bit of a wash. I think a lot of people's attention is focused on college basketball. And let's just be frank. If that's what you're spending your time on, you're going to be eating a can of beans. Because those are just college kids. A lot of those guys will walk walk onto those teams. And as far as college basketball goes, it is severely at a disadvantage. in entertainment compared to the professional sports even college football is very entertaining like super entertaining you get a good game on it's super entertaining college basketball is not that fun to watch let's face it it's just not that entertaining there's a lot of mistakes it's very sloppy they're college kids a lot of these guys this is their last time playing for most of those guys it's their last time playing so uh, as far as college goes, maybe people watch it, you know, knowing that. Maybe some of the older people like that a little bit, or they went to school there. There's a lot of that that, you know, get garners attention and support. And a lot of young people think they can make money off of it. It's just, it is what it is. There's certain games that, you know, you could take your spots on a college basketball, and it is what it is. But as far as a whole, it's pretty weak, son. It's, it's pretty weak. And. You know, I don't like watching bad sports. That's one thing I'll tell you. And college basketball can be pretty bad sometimes. Um, college football could be bad sometimes, but if you love football, you just, you know, you're in it. And I mean, I guess if you love basketball, then you're just in it. But even when I'm watching a bad football game, I'm like, okay, there's there's something else on here. This is, We can't be doing this, you know. Like, come on now. You guys had all this time to, to, to prepare, you know, and this is what you're you're giving us? Come on. You know, it's just like performance, performance, people. Everybody cares about the performance. It's the optics that matter in sports. So, the Knicks, the Spurs, you know, I'm on the over. You're you're fucking pulling hairs. You're splitting a fucking rabbit's hair to fucking pick a team here so forget that shit we're just going with the over um just going with the sharp move there a nice pivot away from trying to pick a team when two hungry pissed off teams are playing each other both coming off losses both um heading in very different directions but one very real reality remains is that someone's got to win that game 
So we move on to the third and final game between the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers on our three-game NBA slate, this chump change slate we got on Tuesday. A weird day. It's a weird day in December. The 7th, Tuesday. It all adds up to be weird. So here we are with uh, Boston Celtics versus Los Angeles Lakers. This may be the more talked about game, even though as far as like the news media goes, they haven't really picked up on it. Like the sports media hasn't really picked up on this game yet. I don't know. They don't really care, I guess. I don't know what else they're interested in. But uh, 9.05 p.m. Central Time is the tip-off. Um, everybody like a little Boston Celtic, Los Angeles Lakers uh, after dinner time. Uh, they got the Celtics favorite in this game. I could see why the Lakers haven't looked like they should. Anthony Davis is doing everything. That's never going to be any good. Uh, Russell Westbrook. Um... I don't know. He might be taking it easy, man. He might be taking it easy now on this team. What the who's the hell's gonna say anything to him? Who's gonna say anything? Who's gonna say shit to that guy? Uh, Carmelo Anthony's day to day. LeBron James day to day. Anthony Davis day to day. These guys just list themselves as day to day. Kendrick Nunn is out. Trevor Reese is out. For the Celtics, Jalen Brown's day to day. But we know it's been Jason Tatum and the role players that have kept this team going. This is a Lakers team that was put together with good intentions, right? This is a Celtics team that we're all waiting to see. You know, has has this group run their course together? Or is there another level for these gentlemen to take? Like another step for these athletes to go? Like for me, it's hard to say because it's so early in the NBA season. I can tell you that there's some drama with every team. It's just what we get in the news that we know. But it's just like every workplace, there's drama. It's the same same difference. So the Celtics, 13-11, and 7-7 seven and seven on the road. The Lakers are 12-12, uh, 8-7 and 12, eight and seven at home. I think you get a really good game. Uh, I think the over is a really good bet. Um, I think a lot of people are going to go around and try to chase something all night. That's what I believe. I believe people would be trying to chase something all night. And I don't like chasing. I don't like that. Uh, this is a game where you're getting uh, two teams. Historical uh, game. This game has historical significance. And uh, these two teams are gonna are gonna duel it out. Celtics plus four on the spread, total set at two nineteen, and Celtics plus one fifty on the money line. Jason Tatum versus Anthony Davis would be kind of the battle we get here. Would be the duel that we get here. I just think that this game points to a, a higher scoring affair. Um, I don't see the defense as being a big factor. You know, there's so many unknowns about. Is Anthony Davis going to play? Is LeBron going to play? Looks like Jalen Brown's going to be out. So I just see, you know, the defense suffering a little bit because of that. And we'll get more points in result. Um, Lakers are good at home. Celtics have been good on the road. Um, Celtics should be at 14 wins or 13. Lakers should have 11. They have 12. So based on what we know and the metrics, then 
I'm comfortable with the over here. Um, 219. You know, you can wait, try to get it at 218 and a half um, and not suck up any juice. And, I, and I'd play that as well. So I'm going to uh, break. And then when we come back from break, we're going to knock out the 10 game NHL slate. It's going to be a little bit of a blitz because it's 10, it's 10 whole games. You know what I mean? And I'm trying to get the show in a solid hour. That's the goal is to get the show done in an hour. Um, and then that's kind of what I'm shooting for. So I've been, been getting closer. So let's, let's try to hit that today. If you haven't heard about anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Sounds good, right? There are a lot of places you can host your podcast. Those other podcast hosting sites love to make you pay, thinking they are doing you a favor. Not at Anchor. Folks, this is free. None of Anchor's competitors make distribution and monetization as seamless as Anchor does. I predict Anchor to be the face of podcasting in the next five years. If you're an experienced podcaster or a newcomer, doesn't make a difference. Get your show on Anchor today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So we lead off the 10-game NHL slate with the New York Islanders versus the Ottawa Senators. The Islanders are 5-10-5 this season, and the Senators are 7-15-1. The Islanders are 5-6-3 on the road, and the Senators are 4-8 at home. The injury report reads the Islanders have Kiefer Bellows listed as day-to-day, Ross Johnston, listed as day-to-day. Dylan Hetherington, listed as out for the Senators. Those are your notable injuries for that game. I think what's important to note here is that the Islanders are dealing with some big injuries. So are the Senators. Um, The Islanders, you know, have dropped their last five. The Senators have won their last three in a row trying to put themselves in a better position. These teams are bottom of the NHL in goals. Um, And the Islanders are on an 11-game losing streak. Um, The Senators in a great position to win this game. And I really just like them on the money line at plus 130. Um, That's exactly where I want to be tonight uh, on the Senators. They showed up well last night uh, and got the win. And here come the Islanders who 
we don't we don't know what this this team's really gonna look like because they just haven't looked good at all. Um, but the Senators took the Devils to the the shootout and end up beating them. As far as the Islanders go, um, they're just struggling so badly that I'm willing to look the injuries, overlook the injuries for the Senators and, and go with the Senators in this game. Drake Batherson, the right winger, uh, probably their, their best player, and he's having just a great uh, season. Um, eight goals, 12 assists, 20 total points. Josh Norris, their center, is their leader in goals with 10. Um, and on the other side, the Islanders, uh, their center, Barzal, their leader in points and assists with 13 points, eight assists. And Brock Nelson, their center, nine goals this season. Um, but these teams are falling behind the pack. And the Islanders on the road, when they haven't been impressive on the road against the Senators team who's coming off a win um, and, and, and catching the Islanders at, at the absolute best time. So I'm going to ride with the Senators in that game. We'll go ahead and move on to the next game. That would be Tampa Bay Lightning versus Montreal Canadians. Tampa Bay, the heavy favorite, minus 220 favorite. Total set at five and a half goals. Spread minus one and a half on the puck line there. Uh, plus 120 for the Lightning. And Dry Velasquez expected in the net. Jake Allen expected in the net for the Canadians. Your injury report for this game um, is very important to pay attention to uh, to make sure that their best players aren't out. For the Lightning, Matthew Joseph, right winger day-to-day. Eric Cernak, defender day-to-day. Montreal Canadiens, Xavier Olette, defenders out. They got two players on uh, IR, Joel Edmondson and Tyler Taroffel. Joel Armaya and Jeff Petri, uh, they're both out. So Canadians, a lot of injuries here. Um, Toffoli. Uh, on IR is, is very much a disaster for this Canadians team. He's their leader in points. He's a leader in assist. Uh, a great facilitator of the puck. Um, and in that right wing position, that's hard to replace. The Lightning are 15-5-4 this year. Excellent on the road. The Canadians are 6-17-3. Ugly at home. <clears throat> this is a game where you're getting great value on uh, the Lightning to cover the puck line. The puck line's a funny thing in hockey. It seems like the heavy favorites never cover. But tonight I do believe that uh, Tampa Bay can cover this. And it's a great single bet. Like, this is a great single bet. You know, I haven't given out my locks of the night. We'll do that at the end today. But um, this is a great single bet. I don't want to get everybody caught up in the locks for the show's over. So... Tampa Bay Lightning with Stamkos, their leader in points, their leader in goals. And then uh, they have a great defender, Victor Hedman, um, who's always getting toward around that net with 21 assists. Um, so he's always around that net. Uh, this is a, a really good force uh, on, the, on the Tampa Bay Lightning front. That really gets a good push. Um, they could probably score pretty pretty easily on this Canadians team given the injuries here Canadians have lost their last three 
Lightning are on a three-game win streak. They're catching fire. They're hot right now. These teams haven't played each other since July, so it's been a while. Um, <clears throat> and the Canadians are absolutely the worst at killing the penalty off. Absolute worst at, you know, almost the absolute worst at goals allowed. And bottom tier at shots on goal allowed. They don't score much. That's why I'm away from the total. Ranking 29th in scoring. So I don't like that. Um, you know, like I said, this is a great single bet. You're getting the Lightning at plus money, minus one and a half. Um, it's never an easy thing in hockey. But for a, for a Lightning team, um, that's won their last three. That's where they should be at this point in the season. It's hard to pass that up on Tuesday night. And uh, this is a team, I believe, that comes out of the gate firing. And, and they try to win this thing in the first period. The first period of regulation. So we move on to the next game. We're making good pace today. Um, this will be the Columbus Blue Jackets versus uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, this will be a good game. Fast-paced game. I think you're looking at the total in this game right away. Columbus Blue Jackets 13 and 10 on the year. Toronto Maple Leafs 17 7 and 2. Columbus Blue Jackets 4 7 and 0 on the road. And Toronto Maple Leafs are 10 3 and 1 at home. Your injury report reads two players on the Blue Jackets on IR Jonas Corpusalo, a uh, guard, and Patrick Lane, the right winger. So two players notable notable on the injury report for the Jackets. The Maple Leafs have a little bit bigger of an injury report. Stretches about five uh, five long. Honor Dredge, Casey, he's on IR. Morgan Riley, defender day to day. Joseph Wally, their guard there, he's day to day. Mitchell Marner, Centra, he's day to day. And Rasmus Sandin, he's a defender, he's out. Maple Leafs dealing with some big injuries. They're heavy favorite in this game. Uh, I'm gonna stay away from picking the you know the winner here uh with you know betting wise i don't like i don't like either side in this particular game we got a lot of unknown still about this blue jackets team if they're for real or not Uh, i've been keeping my eye on them to kind of watch and see how they progress you know the over get is at six i think they stretched it a little bit higher than i where i want to be at I think you go on the other side tonight. You know, Leafs at home, I've, I've been pretty confident with. But tonight, the Blue Jackets coming off a win. Leafs back-to-back losses. Um, Leafs don't give up much. Uh, Columbus is great at killing off the penalty, ranking eighth at penalty kill. Uh, which is going to be important because Toronto's fifth at getting there at the power play, uh, fifth, getting the most power plays. And then goals, it's pretty even here. Both teams rank Columbus at 11th overall and Maple Leafs 13th overall in scoring goals. Shots on goal tells a different story. It's showing that the Maple Leafs are getting a lot of shots on the goal, ranking fifth, uh, as well as in the power play we talked about. But uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets ranking 22nd. But I'm not going to fall in the trap of looking at these stats, you know, too, too much. These teams have played in a long time. Um, Toronto's a really good team. 
looking to correct the wrongs a little bit here at home. Um, I think they come out and they jump on Columbus a little bit. But then I think what happens is a little bit of a collapse from within. Columbus comes out um, with their speed, with their ability to kill the penalty. Um, and uh, Boone Jenner, their center, uh, and Jacob Vorak, their right winger, uh, going to be threatening a lot of the night. Uh, Jenner has 11 goals. Vorak has 18 assists. So it's a good little combo they got there. Um, and then Oliver Borkstan, very tough physical player. He's got 19 points, six goals, 13 assists. This Blue Jackets team is put together well. Um, I'm still not sure if they're for real or not, but I like them on that puck line, that plus one and a half, minus 115. That's where you want to be tonight if you take action on this game. So, uh, done with that game. We got one more 6 p.m. Central Time puck drop. So we'll hit that up. That is going to be uh, a very close game, closely contested game. Nashville Predators versus Detroit Red Wings. Uh, the Predators are visiting the Red Wings. Predators are 13 and 10 and 1. Uh, the Red Wings are 13, 9, and 3. These are two very competitive teams. Two teams are going to get after each other. Um, your injury report for this game. Uh, no notable players for the Predators that are out. And for the Red Wings, Joe Valino, their center is day-to-day. Tyler Bertuzzi, their left winger, is on IR. Mark Stahl, their defender, is on IR. And Gustav Lindstrom is out. Um, Nashville, as a team, is allowing less than three goals a game while Detroit's a little bit over three. Um your goalies that are supposed to be uh, in the net tonight for this game. Uh, something to pay attention to. You want to know if it's a good goalie in there with a good save percentage. Um, and then that's something that you want to pay attention to. You can find all that on the score app too. If you if you didn't know or didn't know where to look for any of that information, uh, it's helpful to kind of know. So tonight, Jua Saros expected. Uh, for the Predators and for the Red Wings, Alex, Nito Jokic. Um, both these guys have high save percentages, 0.921 and 0.920. Um, Soros has one shutout this year recorded. Uh, they, they Both these goalies have winning records for what that matters to you. Um, and they're both allowing uh, less than three goals a game. 2.37 for Soros and Alex Nito Jokic, 2.60. So these are two goalies that are going to be locked and loaded this game. These are two teams that uh, are not the highest scoring teams either. Uh, Predators rank 23rd in, in goals per game and uh, Red Wings rank 22nd. Shots on goal, uh, the Predators rank 19th and the Red Wings rank 25th in the NHL. The power play is where the Red Wings could end up in trouble. Uh, they struggled to kill the penalty off 26 at killing the penalty off. And the Predators at ninth at getting to the power play. Um, so this is going to be an interesting game. Um, it's going to be a physical game, a close game. I like the under. Personally, I think the under, this is where you slide that under in. A, a close competitive game. 
and uh, the unders heavily favorited. Uh, I think they've all kind of picked up what we just talked about here with the two goalies not allowing much, having the winning records, uh, being in the net against both offenses that just haven't been able to to really run it up this year. So we're looking for the under in this game. That's where you want to be at before it gets out of control and you can't get it at five and a half anymore. Um, so it's at five and a half and minus 135 is what most books have it as. Then the Predators favored it here, surprisingly, minus 125 and minus one and a half. Just because I say surprisingly, because the Predators haven't looked great recently. So there is some value there in the Red Wings because they're they're hot right now. So I'm not mad at you for taking the Red Wings at plus money. I think it's a, a sharp pivot off of what we just talked about with the under. But don't get this confused. The Red Wings are dealing with some uh, with a good slate of injuries. And some of those guys like Mark Stahl um, and Lindstrom, those, those were guys that were really big parts of this team. So... Don't overlook the Predators in this one. I think that this is just like an easy uh, cash for uh, your your good friends, the Detroit Red Wings. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be a tough game. I think it's the under here that we're looking at that we want uh, as far as making money. So, let's see. We have covered all the six p.m. puck drops now we have quite a few games two four six six games left um and i'm gonna take a a small break that way we can kind of cut this section up a little bit and then when i come back we'll knock out the last uh six nhl games starting with anaheim uh ducks versus Uh, Buffalo Sabres and I'll be right back after this I'm back I hope you missed me we got the Anaheim Ducks versus the Buffalo Sabres the Anaheim Ducks are 13-8-5 this season the Buffalo Sabres are 8-13-3 this is going to be a good game here you got the Anaheim Ducks favorited minus 120 Total set at six. Spread set at minus one and a half, plus 190 for the Ducks to cover. They were underdogs last night. I told you last night, I said, take Anaheim Ducks plus one and a half. And then I said, hold on. So hold on. And then my brain started going beep, 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 beep. And I said, oh, hold on. Hold on. Something's coming to me. And there it was like a freaking bolt of lightning. All of a sudden, I noticed that the over was set improperly. It was way too low. So I said, take the over. Not only did the over cash, it cashed by a a country mile. Seven goals scored last night with the Ducks and the Capitals. The Ducks are on this road trip. And the Buffalo Sabres are just coming back off a road trip. I just kind of feel like it's two tired teams. That's just me personally. I know the the Sabres have had three days off, but, you know, on the road in hockey, playing three of your last five on the road, a little bit different than, than a lot of other sports. 
football, you get a week before you play. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm just saying you get a week, you know, to make travel arrangements to get all this done to, you know, kind of get a peace of mind. But in hockey, you're just traveling, bumbling around, all that gear. That's just annoying. So the Ducks, four, four, and three on the road. So they're not that good on the road. And the Sabres are decent at home they're six six and one at home but there's nothing there between these teams that make you want to jump on this game i think they're two tired teams um these are two over teams though you seen it last night even though Anaheim lost they covered the puck line which i told you to take and they covered the over which i told you to take double whammy on this game and tonight the over uh the ducks are 15 and 11 at the over as of tonight and the buffalo is 49 and 1 on the over so taking the under here um you're in small like small uh company like everybody's going to be smashing that over everybody's going to want the over to come through tonight uh i i think 6 is a little bit high for these two teams let's go through a little bit of uh the info we have Buffalo ranks 18th in goal scored per game while the Anaheim Ducks rank 7th uh, Ducks are tied for 14th in shots on goal while Buffalo's 24th um, goals allowed Buffalo's 31st so maybe that's a little bit of an indicator that, could, that it could go over but we have a couple indicators saying you know this could be an under goals allowed 16th for Anaheim well let's go to the goalies I don't have the information up on the goalies yet. So, we don't know yet about the goalies. We will. We don't know yet. But we know that Anaheim's not that good on the road. We know Buffalo uh, hasn't protected home ice well. These teams played back in October. Seven goals scored. Lots happened since then. Um, the injury bug with these two teams. Ryan Getzlaff on IR and Adam Heinrich out for the Ducks still. Buffalo Sabres, Craig Anderson, Malcolm Subban, both guards. Subban day-to-day, Anderson on IR, and Robert Hag, the defenders, listed as day-to-day. Um, the Sabres have lost their last six, and they've just been outscored by everybody. Um, they've lost their last four out of five. And... The Ducks have lost their last two. These are two hungry teams. Uh, the goalies got their work cut out for them. But I like the under. I'm not going to, you know, it's not as easy as going against the public. But when it comes to the over-under, I kind of have a pulse for it uh, in hockey. That's where I like to be more than anywhere else. A money line aside, a teaser ticket for NBA and, 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 and NFL aside. I'm just talking NHL over-unders. Um, that's, you know, for NHL, that's where I like to be. Uh, so far since we started the show, me giving them out, I'm seven and three plus 970 units. So yeah, it is where I like to be, but, uh, I like the under in this one. That's worth a unit. You know what I mean? So, uh, I would jump on that because if it goes to five and a half, that's still good too. I mean, some people may think they're sharp and, and see it at six and then buy it down to five and a half and want the under. You know what I mean? Like, go try to find it. That's not being smart. 
that's not that's not any good for you. Just take it. If you're giving you six, you know, take it at six. Say, I believe that's going to go under six. And then be happy when the ticket cashes. Then we move on to the Carolina Hurricanes versus the Winnipeg Jets. This should be a fun game uh, for hockey fans. I know hockey's really big in Canada, um, especially the Winnipeg Jets. That's one of the premier teams. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, though, strong offensive team. They'll give up the goals, though. 16-6-1 on the season. The Jets are 12-8-4 on the season. Hurricanes favorited, minus 110. It's actually really a pick em. The Jets are also minus 110, so check your books. See what see see what you like there. But the total set at five and a half. Uh the Jets have the favorite on this uh the puck line. Minus one and a half on the puck line plus two ten odds. Two to one to cover that. I don't want to be looking there tonight. Uh, because it's no good. The opposite way plus one and a half on the hurricanes is minus two fifty. So you just put you sucking up too much juice on the other end. Uh, Friedrich Anderson expected to be in the net. He's 11-5 this year. Two goals allowed, 2.04 with a .928 save percentage and one shutout. Connor Halobayek, uh expected in the net for the Jets. 9-6-4 in the year, 2.70 goal average, .916 save percentage. Your injuries in this game really are what you want to pay attention to um, because you know the offenses are prolific so you're looking at to make sure a lot of those guys are are playing and and no one's got uh, a scratch Ethan Bear uh, the defender for the Hurricanes he's out Friedrich Anderson he's day to day so that's their goal uh, their goalie Um, so he's listed as day to day and then uh, Andrei Shvalenko, the right winger, is listed as day-to-day. Jordan Marinuk, left winger, day-to-day. And Neil Pionic on suspension. So here's a game where you have two teams, the Hurricanes versus the Jets. And it's going to be hard for one to pick a side in this one. Like Sebastian Ajo is the premier guy on this Hurricanes team. He's got them going, you know, leader in points, goals, and assists. 10 goals, 15 assists, and 25 points. And Kyle Connor, uh, the left winger for the Winnipeg Jets, uh, has really come on strong. Leader in points and goals. I mean... This is a, uh, a tough game to uh, handicap because you know that goalie for uh, the Hurricanes is banged up, and you also know that the Hurricanes are prolific at, at scoring. Ninth in goals this year and ninth in shots on goal. Um, the Hurricanes are first at allowing shots on the goal, while the Jets are 17th. Uh, Hurricanes are second in penalty kill, while the Jets are 31st. But the Jets are strong at home, 9-3-1 at home, while the Hurricanes are strong on the road. And anytime that happens, anytime I see a goalie banged up, then I'm going to be looking at that over. So, tonight, 
given what we know about this game, we know that the offenses are going to be fired up. Over um, is probably set maybe half a point too high, but I, I'm still going to roll with it because I think we get over six goals. And uh, that's where I'd be looking tonight in that game. I like the over. Uh, I'm not going to get too far away from, you know, my guns here when it comes to the total. So I'm going so to stick with that, roll with those guys through here. And then let's talk about the Florida Panthers versus St. Louis Blues. And this is a game, again, uh, I expect a lot of offense. Both these teams are, are good uh, towards the over. Um, St. Louis Blues uh, have been uh, historically tough at home. And they're 7-3-1 uh, and one at home this year, 12-8-4 total record. The Panthers are 17-4-3, and 3-3-3 away. So they're playing pretty close on, uh, everybody pretty close on the road. Your injury report, uh, a lot of guys on IR for the Panthers. They got three, Ali Juloev, Alexander Barkov, and Gustav Forsling. Uh, Anthony Duclair is listed as day-to-day. For the Blues, David Perron is day-to-day. Tyler Balzac and Robert Thomas, both centers, are out. Um, both these teams have pretty good defenses, but lately uh, there's been a lot of goals being scored on both sides from them and their opponents. Um, the last time the Panthers played three days ago was against the Blues. There were seven goals scored, uh, and they won. Uh, in this game, I think the Blues are going to bring it again. I think the, uh, there's going to be a lot of scoring in this one as well. Um, I know the Panthers have some some injuries. That makes me feel a little bit more confident in the over at 5.5, set at minus 120. That'd be where I'm looking here. Um, actually, hold on. I gave you the wrong one. Let me make sure I give you the right total. Page did load. There it is. 6.5. So the over set 6.5. So that is priced right. Minus 160 Florida Panthers to win. Uh, minus one and a half on the puck line, plus 160. I don't think they do all that. I just think you get a lot of goals here. Um, Panthers are second in NHL in goals, and Blues are 10th. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, Panthers are tied for first in shots on goal. Blues are 12th in shots on goal. Um, and the defenses do give up some shots on the goal here. Ranking 19th are the Blues, and ranking 14th are the Panthers respectively and shots on goal allowed um, Panthers are just hot right now three game one streak Blues are trying to correct their their season here um, and especially at home and in a good opportunity in front of their crowd I like the over I think we'll be looking at the total um, in this game two teams that really want to get after it I know it's that high it's going to scare a lot of people off of it that's okay that's where we swoop in we pick it up we're just happy that it was there for us. That's all. Then we move on to the next game. And we have New York Rangers versus the Chicago Blackhawks. And my hometown Blackhawks have had a bumpy ride this year. And they're not getting any help now playing the New York Rangers, who are favored in this game. Um... This Blackhawks team has just been in a mess after having to get rid of their head coach. Uh, 
they were a mess with him. A little bit less of a mess now. Total set at five and a half minus one twenty. Rangers are favored at minus one twenty five. Rangers are favored on the spread uh, here, minus one and a half, plus one ninety. Alexander Georgiev is expected in the net for the Rangers, three one and one. Uh, he's not doing that well. Flurry expected in the net for the Blackhawks, uh, seven and nine, losing record this year, two point eight two goals allowed per game. So he's doing pretty good there, but point nine one three save per, uh, percentage in one shutout. But the Blackhawks are 30th in goals, um, 23rd in goals allowed. So they're just on both sides. It's not looking good for them. And the Rangers just get after it. Um, and, and in this game, uh, both these teams, this is going to be with those power play games where whoever gets the most power plays probably wins. 10th, uh, the Rangers rank in power play percentage, and Blackhawks are 19th in power play percentage. I think it's one of those games that comes down to power plays. Um, your injury report, Greg McGag and Igor Shekerstein, both on IR for the Rangers. And Blackhawks have a pretty big injury report, so you got to pay attention. Uh, Calvin DeHaan, Riley Stillman, Jugar Kairai, uh, Jake McCabe, and Connor Murphy. Uh, they're all banged up. Uh, DeHaan's out. Stillman on IR. Kyar, McCabe, and Murphy are all listed as day-to-day. So, that's it's going to be choppy waters tonight. Blackhawks coming off a win against the Islanders. Can they sweep both the New York teams? That's going to be hard to do. Rangers last five. They beat the Blackhawks three days ago, 3-2. to two, And they've won, they won the four prior. But they're just hot right now um, on a six-game win streak. Going to be hard to beat them. Um... Big physical team. Uh, Blackhawks will play them close. You know, so I, I do think the Blackhawks will hang around in this game. There's just no value on plus one and a half. Uh, Blackhawks are at home. So I think with Flurry in the net and the backup Rangers goalie, like their alternative goalie being in the net. I think there's some value on the Blackhawks money line tonight. So I'm going to roll with Blackhawks money line at plus 105. It's it's really um, not that much of an underdog. And I think you're getting great value there. Um, not just because it's the hometown team, but because Alex Dabrinkit, their leader in goals, is solid and he's in um, with 14 goals this year. Uh, Seth Jones has been playing well for the Blackhawks. So that's good to see. And I think that they're a competitive team and they've they've been inspired uh, from their coach being fired. So here's an, uh, a great opportunity for Blackhawks to get their 10th win. Um, and, uh, you know, it could go a long time. Like this game could go into overtime. Because these two teams, I feel like, are going to play each other close. Like, I, I feel <clears throat> it's hard for these teams not to play each other close. Excuse me. Um, but I'm going to I'm gonna slide that in on plus 105, plus 100 if you, you know, I'll play it up to. Um, 
in, and that's really where I want to be with the Blackhawks tonight. In a, in a good spot for the for the Blackhawk uh, to get a win tonight. So yeah, we well, we're, we're liking that. We think that they can get over on this Rangers team on the road, who are pretty good on the road, eight three and two away. Blackhawks are five five and one at home. So pulling for the Blackhawks tonight. Now, folks, we're we're winding it down. <clears throat> we are winding it down. So let's get to this next game. Get out of here before the top of the hour. It's 3.35. <clears throat> so let's see. Uh, we got Minnesota Wild versus Edmonton Oilers. That is your beginning of your last two games. 8 p.m. puck drop. Total set at 6.5. Oilers minus 130 favorites. And we'll go over the injury report for everybody because you need to know. Um. The Oilers are a weird team to bet on. Uh, I'm starting to not bet on the Oilers. Just not because they're bad, just because it's the bets don't hit. Uh, but the Wild, gotta love the logo. Gotta love the team right now, first in Central Division. Um, Minnesota Wild have Frederick Gardo, Marco Rossi, their two centers, out. Jared Spurgeon, Matthew Boldy, both out. And the Oilers have Devin Shore and Cody Cece on IR. Uh, the Wild have won their last five impressively and are on a six-game win streak. Oilers have dropped their last two. One of those was at home to the Kraken. Uh, the other one on the road against L.A. Now they're back at home. A little bit of jostling. They haven't played in two days. Wild have been off for three days. So... These teams are going to want to get out there and get after it. Um, Minnesota Wild struggled to kill the penalty while the Oilers are number one in the power play. Um, Cam Talbot expected in the net for the Wild. 13-5 record, 2.71 goals allowed, a .915 save percentage. And Miko Krasenikin, 12-3-0 record, 2.97 goals average a game he's allowed, .911 save percentage. <clears throat> so, and this is one of those games, too, that we all kind of find interesting. But I really have to go with uh, an over here, like looking towards that total at six and a half. I know there's a lot of six and a halves tonight, and it's weird. Tuesday night, you're thinking early in the week, these guys aren't even awake yet. They're going to come in here sleepwalking. I assure you that usually doesn't happen in hockey. But if I'm forced to take a, a spot here, which I really don't want to be, it's going to be the over. I'm going to go with a no bet personally. But, you know, uh, I don't really see a situation where I I believe that uh, Minnesota is just that much better than the Oilers team. I think they hang around with them, you know. So that's why I like the over. Um, I'll record it, you know. I'll, I'll document that one for us. But I think that that's a good no bet. Um, but that's where I'd be looking. Um, and and it, it's possible because it's so late. Maybe there's something to slide in there later at, at night. So be watching that line later in the day um, 
All right, so we got the last game to talk about. We got uh, Calgary Flames um, and the San Jose Sharks. Calgary Flames, 15-5-5 on the season. San Jose Sharks, 13-11-1 on the season. Uh, your, your big injury report, one guy on the Flames, Tyler Pitlick, center. He's day-to-day. And San Jose Sharks, Rudolph's. Belsers and Jonah Gadjevic uh, are both day to day. And I think on the injury report, I was calling them like guards earlier. I was like stuck in NBA mode still. Like, oh, CG is a guard. No, this is a goalie I was talking about for NHL. So when you go, you know, if you've heard me say that on the NHL before, it's just, I was just stuck in fucking NBA mode still. So I'm working on that. Now, uh, Flames, last five, three and uh, three and two in their last game. They dropped it to Vegas. Uh, it, was, it was a good game. They played. They played them tough, but you can't can't count out Vegas. And then uh, Sharks last five. Uh, they're two and three. They're not doing that good right now. Um, this is a game for the Flames to come in and kind of pick it up. I don't want to dwell too much on it. I don't want to lay anything on minus one forty on a hockey game, but uh, that is the spot to be in for the Flames tonight. San Jose's not that good. Um, and let's see, San Jose's nine and sixteen at the over as well. Uh, Calgary eleven and fourteen at the over. So I'm backing off the total. These teams got to correct that before we want to be playing the uh, total on these two teams. Um, Johnny Gatto, their left winger for Calgary, leader in points. Andrew Megapain, left winger, leader in goals, seventeen goals. Uh, he's he's playing lights out, but Johnny Gadu is their, is their guy. He's also leader in assists. And these two guys, Megapain and Gaudo, they're around they're around the net a lot. Um, so Timo Meyer is the the star for the San Jose Sharks. Like he's their leader in points, goals, and assists. You know, uh, twenty six points, eleven goals, and fifteen assists. So it's going to be hard to get away from the Flames in this game. They're just better all around. They're giving up less um, as a team. They play good defense, um, and even in the games they're losing, they've been they've, they're close, you know. So minus one thirty-five. I'd played up to minus one forty-five for uh, the Flames, but I'm not personally. I don't really like a bet in this one. Um, if you know shit's not working out for you tonight, and, and this is like a last-ditch effort, I'm cool with that. You know, just to, for some fucking revenge money. Uh, minus one and a half, plus 170. Total set at five and a half, plus 110. And, you know, the Flames favored it here. So, uh, the goals, Flames are 12th in goals. Sharks are 24th. So, I mean, it's just that there's no picture painted for uh, uh, going with the over here. Flames are 7th in shots on goal. Uh, away. The Flames are 11-3-2. At home, the Sharks are 5-4-1. They're no good at home. Um, last time they met in November, the Sharks dusted them 4-1. So I think the Flames got a little bit of payback they're, they're bringing with them uh, in here to San Jose. So I don't forget, those locks are so important uh, to give out. You know, and I almost... Uh, spaced it on you guys. Let me not do that. So for the NBA, uh, my lock is going to be Brooklyn Nets. 
minus two um, against the Dallas Mavericks. I think that's a good lock for today for the NBA out of a three-game slate. Um, and I give you guys a lot of totals. I want to be hitting that uh, spread just as good as I'm hitting the totals. So let's try to do that today. Uh, play it up to minus two. The lock is uh, Brooklyn Nets minus one and a half. But again, I'll play that up to minus two. I think that's a good cover for them uh, coming into uh, Dallas against the Mavericks. Now uh, for the NHL lock, I'm taking you to a money line. I'm taking you to the Blackhawks money line. That's my lock for the NHL for the day. Um, I think they're getting the backup goalie is expected for the Rangers tonight. So I'm rolling with the Blackhawks to pull out a win. I think it's a game everybody's overlooking. People are throwing the Rangers in their parlays, just hoping they cash. I just think a single bet on the Blackhawks. That's your lock for NHL for the night. You're getting that at plus 105. I played up to plus 100. So, ladies and gentlemen, it has been an honor. It's been a privilege. We basically hit the hour mark. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Share it with a friend. Give it a five-star rating. Uh, and make sure you tune in for tomorrow's show. We're talking about the NBA and NHL slates for tomorrow. It's going to be great. Uh, visit oddmanout.ninja. Subscribe for all my articles. And when I do a little bit of a deeper dive and, and, and give you those picks, um, especially sometimes the ones that we've talked about on the podcast or maybe one we didn't cover on the podcast, and I'm, I'm giving that out to you. Follow me on Twitter at Preston's Day Off. And ladies and gentlemen, just like the hands of time, I'm turning it over to you. Good night, everybody.